Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I wanted to share a story that is not the most triumphant, though I suppose I hope it has a redemptive ending. I once went to a conference, and I didn't know a single person there, which wasn't a big deal, but Bob Perry knew the main speaker and had actually stayed a week at his house and had a long relationship with this individual. And though I had reached out to him before the conference to kind of say, hey, I'm going to be there. I'll try to say hello. And I he didn't ever reply. It wasn't like, oh, yes, please come to lunch with me. It, it was really just like, okay, I will plan to be there and do what I can to connect with this speaker. And there were a little bit of uh, oddities, shall I say, a little challenge in terms of actually connecting with the right person. I had seen kind of a grainy Facebook photo, but that can be a little bit hard to differentiate when actually in person. So I didn't pick right the first time or the second time. Oh my goodness, kind of embarrassing. <sighs> in any case, when he actually stood up to speak, he was praying at the beginning, and it's a very beautiful prayer. And when he got done, uh, he said, is there a man named Timothy here? I, the Lord was giving me a download. And in retrospect, I'm not 100% sure if he said, is there a man named Timothy? But maybe he said, is there someone named Timothy here? And then followed it up with, obviously he would be a, and then there was kind of like a blank. So he didn't fill in the word man. He kind of st- caught it right before it left his lips. But in my mind, I was like, okay, we're looking for a man named Timothy. And in the room of, let's say, 100, 150 people, nobody raised their hands. And that's pretty odd for a Christian conference that nobody would have a first or middle name of Timothy. So maybe there was somebody and he just was too embarrassed to say, oh, it's me. But towards the end of this kind of awkward pause... um, I, I had this flickering thought, like, I wonder if it could be something more metaphorical. Like, I feel a lot of the time like a Timothy, that Bob Perry teaches me and ra- is seeking to raise me up to be an intercessor, but I don't necessarily feel like I know what I'm doing. But because of that unstated question, like, of, of course, this would be a... Mm, <laughs> I was like, well, clearly I'm not a man. And... I was talking about this with Bob later because he said, you know, if there was a speaker and they said, oh, is there anybody named Deborah here? I have a word for you. He was like, I don't know if I would be willing to say like, oh, I'm the Deborah because obviously his name isn't Deborah, but the the gender divide is, it's challenging. It's tricky. And so anyway, I was driving home later and I thought, oh my goodness, like, why, why did I not just speak up? I, I'm so frustrated that I didn't speak up. And when I woke up the next morning, I don't always remember my very first thought on waking, but I feel like I have a pretty consistent record that if I do remember that first thought, that's oftentimes from the Lord. And the first thought I had was, you can reach out to the speaker and ask for the Timothy blessing, but do it without any expectations. Because I also know that There is a certain grace that will rest on a speaker or a minister in some way while they are 
delivering the message from the Holy Spirit. And if the moment passes, the moment passes. And it's that doesn't mean that there is no way to get it back, but there's no guarantee that it's going to come back. But I felt like that was gracious of the Lord to say, you can at least ask for it, even if there it doesn't actually come to pass. So um, that was that was good. But what I found when I was debriefing this time with Bob later is I thought, oh, I am so... I, I started weeping <laughs> and I said, I am just so distraught because I feel like I allowed my gender to allow me to be silenced and I never want that to happen again. That, that felt very wrong in retrospect. And I thought I allowed myself to be silenced because I didn't know anybody in the room and I didn't know their culture. And so rather than being bold and saying, I want what you have, I allowed the environment to shut me down. And I never want that to happen again. The, that sense of, oh, I could have asked the question, can this be for someone who's a Timothy in a metaphorical sense? That could have opened up the meeting in a way that it probably needed to be opened up, honestly. So I, I was repenting for a lack of leadership in that case, for a lack of courage and boldness. And then, you know, it says in the scripture, quench not the spirit. And there was the part where I thought, oh, Holy Spirit, oh, it, it can be obvious in retrospect when you're speaking, but in the moment, I remember Perry Marshall at one point talking about how, I think it was Perry, how we can construct a narrative at the end of the story fairly easily. And it makes it seem very cause and effect. Oh yes, then this happened and then this happened. But the reality is in the midst of the journey, there are so many impulses coming. There are so, there's so much intensity that it's, it's not surprising that we miss things because there's just a lot coming our way. And so I think about that because in that moment, if everything else had been silent and it was just the Holy Spirit saying, oh, you could be a metaphoric Timothy. You should ask for the blessing. That would have been easier. Maybe not easy entirely, but easier. But in the reality as I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, I had fasted all day. So I was a little bit woozy, but then I'd already eaten dinner. So I wasn't, I wasn't like completely, you know, in bad shape, but I had eaten Chipotle and for whatever reason, it always feels really salty to me. And the drinking fountain wasn't working at the church. So I was beside myself thirsty. And like, that was like kind of the the main thing that was keeping my attention. And I had just been dancing and anytime I'm dancing, there's a spiritual warfare and, you know, it's like, oh, yep, I'm getting another witchcraft headache. Let's bind that and send that to Jesus. Oh, yep. There's a lot of weariness. We'll bind that and send that to Jesus. Lord, release your spirit over this place. So there's like a warfare element and coming out of that, it's like, oh, I am a little bit depleted. I'm a little bit wiped out and not, you know, maybe hearing as clearly as I might. And then there's just the basic distractions of life, whether it be um, 
kind of, okay, am I sitting in a proper place? Am I understanding even what the speaker is saying? On and on. And so it's in some ways easy to say, well, why didn't I just pay attention to that voice from the, the voice of the Holy Spirit? Well, because there's a lot of other voices. It's kind of a cacophony in my head sometimes. And so I think what I'm going to pray for us, I'm just going to do it. So Lord, in the way that sometimes I wish that my story could just be so beautiful and perfect because I would love to be perfect and that would be lovely, but that isn't my story nor anybody else's. Lord, I thank you that you have us all on a journey with you. (laughs) And Lord, in the way that sometimes I think my journey, I could have soothed the way for that speaker and I didn't and I'm grieved about that. Lord, I thank you that you pour out your oil over him, over me, over all who are in that assembly. Not only that particular day, but every day. Lord, I thank you that you do speak to us. And Lord, in the way that I miss it, that we probably all miss it at times. Lord, we invite you to speak louder and more clearly. For any way that we've quenched the Holy Spirit, we want to say no to that. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, we ask that we would be attentive to your voice. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you are a good father. And so, Lord, I want to bring you into remembrance of that picture of you. Lord, I think it's in the book of Hosea where it says that you taught us to walk. Oh, that's so precious. Lord, I think about a parent condescending to reach down and put their fingers, their big adult fingers, low enough that the little baby can take their pudgy little hands and wrap them around the fingers and toddle forward step by step. Lord, you taught us to walk. (laughs) And Lord, in the way that most of us get to be walkers in real life, thank you. But Lord, in the way that Oh, metaphorically, we want to be able to walk well. I thank you that you continue to teach us to walk all our lives. We give you praise, Jesus. Amen.